Hi, I'm Otto. Welcome to Ellen Sarah's podcast. Okay. Have we started? We we did. We started. We are back. All right. Well, I think it's important to mention we are having Jordan back because turns out people like her. People want her. People ask for her. People uh-huh. like the episode. So that is why that's why you're here. I didn't even have to tell you that. You, people just no. wrote you about it, obviously. No, the numbers speak for themselves. Mm. It was one of the highest. Oh, listened. yeah. Simon felt very threatened by that episode doing so well. I think our, Honestly, well, I was sh- yeah. shocked. I was shocked. I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it is interesting to see what people are interested in. They really want to know the the inside stories, you know? Um, so today we have Jordan yep. Foster. I the, mean, you might wait till mom comes on. That might be the number one. And then, you know. Honestly, she would be a I great know. guest. I mean, you'd have to spend an entire day recording it and <laughs> yeah. an entire week editing it. But she'd be a great guest. <gasps> I know. The people want mom and Tommy. So we should actually get them Ooh, on. Them then- together? You don't want that. Oh, well, no, that no, would no, no. be the end of the my end relationship of, with yeah. both of them. Yeah, your relationship would end 100% with them. Yeah. Uh, I think if because... anyone's going to get you canceled, it might be mom. Oh, or yeah. Or Tommy. Mom. Yeah. Tommy might just cancel himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Jordan, okay, so the things that people are interested... Well, what, first, Jesus, you want to just go right into questions? Oh, no, no, I wasn't going to go into questions. Ease your way in. No, no, I was easing my way in. I was going to say, first and foremost, welcome. Thank of course, you. I was going to say that. I mean, you've been living with me for the last four days, so <laughs> great to see you again. Thank you. Um... Jordan, what was, how did you feel after doing our podcast? It's our first time. I felt um, really nervous. I felt like, because you, you guys do this all the time, but like you start talking and having conversation and like, don't, you get into a flow and you don't really think about what you're saying because you're just having normal conversation. And then mm-hmm. I started, after it was over, I, that night was thinking back and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Why did I say that? Why did I do that? That's so embarrassing. And then when it came out, I was really nervous mm-hmm. and I listened to it and I was like, oh my God. But you didn't just... ask for anything to be edited out. I don't think I did. You didn't. But when it came out, like, and then people started writing me being like, mm-hmm. I listened to it. And I was like, mm-hmm. there were definitely a few things that I not regretted saying, but just wished I had like elaborated on in a in a different way. Oh, well, now's your chance. Now's your chance. By the way, it's really stressing me out how close your hair is like clipped to your neck. Like it looks like the clip is like really low on your neck and it's just like pushing hairs onto your neck. Is it? It's because my hair is really short and I don't want to put mm-hmm. a ponytail in it because then it gets like a kink in it. I could just say, speak for myself. Yeah. I want to see your hair a little bit off your neck right now. It's mm. sort of stressing me out. Do you have any interest in pulling it off your neck? It doesn't really go. Anyway. You know how you just like want to. You just like do what she t- says. It's crazy. If she said that to me, I'd be like, I'm happy with how my hair. She is. asked politely. No, it was no. It was more of like an like I was obsessing over here, thinking like I'm just oh God. so vain. I don't know. <laughs> no, but Jordan, seriously, jump off this building. Go to the top of that. Aaron, tell her to go to the top of. This. I was just. Well, that's a dark thing to ask me to do. Aaron oh, didn't true. ask me to that's you know true. die. She just told you to remove your. Clip. Sarah's <laughs> very dramatic with her. She's she always speaks in extremes on the podcast. Oh, you just said that about me. I know. I do want to put my hair back up. Okay. Karen, is she allowed to? Because I, I think you're allowed to. You're allowed to just at a higher yeah. elevation, you know? That's all <laughs> I was looking for. All right. Well, people really liked you. Um, what people seem to... Well, first of all, I've really pushed Jordan to um, post more content on her personal Instagram page because people would always write me wanting styling tips and like see your outfits and your sneaker game. And I... Um, 
I started to, what was Simon called me out on it the other day? Simon took a picture of me the other day and sent it to Jordan Tom and was like, this is getting really weird. This is like- um, You said copy her look. Oh, you were the talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, Simon was like, this is talented Mr. Ripley vibes. I'm going to dinner with Aaron. She's fully dressed like Jordan. Like when you're wearing the Aaron jean with a sock and yes. like one of your- Aaron the and sneakers. Jordan, they, every day they're like, ooh, got new Nikes. I'm like, they look exactly <laughs> like the ones you were wearing yesterday. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I guess I've never really landed on what my shoe game is. Mm. And then when when Jordan discovered like cool sneakers through Tom and you made it feminine where I always felt like I didn't want to be one of those girls that's like a full all the way like tomboy with like high tops that didn't seem like are you allowed to say tomboy was gonna I don't know cancel me (laughs) I I didn't know I just didn't want to be that and then you made it kind of more like feminine and I liked that and then now I guess I just copy the way we'll be in like work meetings and I'll look over and she'll be like on stock x I'm like what the fuck are you doing she's just like (laughs) On StockX, just scrolling, looking at I shoes. guess, you know what? I'm a sneakerhead. What can I say? Uh-huh. Well, I think, well, first of all, I feel like a lot has changed since the last time we did this podcast, honestly, even though it was only like six months ago or something. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot's happened with Favorite Daughter mm-hmm. and a lot's happened. Um, Nothing, not much has happened with me. No, <laughs> I'm pretty much the same. Um, me personally, ago. I feel like more has changed because I was still finding my role in things and like I was still on the fence about styling and now I'm really full time with favorite daughter and also trying to do more stuff as embarrassing as it sounds like on my Instagram and whatnot. That's not embarrassing. That's what you should be doing. That's what everyone else does. Tell us what's changed and where you're at. So I think that with favorite daughter, we all kind of struggled and still are like to know my exact role and where I can like be the most helpful and use my experience and whatnot. That's obviously with styling, but that can only go so far at a brand because we don't have photo shoots every week. To be Um, fair, we're trying to figure out our role also. Yeah, fair. And I think that in trying to post about favorite daughter, I don't just want to post favorite daughter. That's boring to people and to me. And cool. Well, people don't want to see the same stuff all the time. And I don't, you post I, don't want other feel, <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm just pushing favorite daughter because yeah. I, I, I want to be helping people with style. And I think that the thing that people have really responded to with the things I post um, is that I post things that are achievable mm-hmm. and realistic. And I'm not posting these crazy outfits of like, you know, $1,200 boots and me with a professional photographer on the streets of New York. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I am posting things that are, affordable to most people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, not crazy high right, end. Right, like your and go-to coat that looks like Celine is Uniqlo. Like it that's is, like, yeah. yeah. And I bought it like eight years ago. Also, Unfortunately, I just think no that your it, style, and I feel like you've, you've taken it the wrong way when I've said this before, but it's a positive thing. Your style is not like um, pretentious and intimidating. It's very accessible. Like people look and they go, oh, I could wear that as a cute mom and not feel like I'm like trying too hard or trying to look too young and feel put together and cool without looking like um, the clothes are wearing me. Like it, it, even for me, cause I get intimidated by fashion. I do not ever want to look like I'm trying too hard, but I don't want to look disheveled throughout the day. And so I think that that's why people really like that's my role. your outfits. <laughs> it's so crazy. Sarah's like wants to put on like a Jackie O outfit to like go to a meeting at like 9am, like baby blue, like button up tweed outfit and like stilettos. Well, okay. Well, that, I, I have a, I have a, what's it called? A Retort? Buffer. No, Retort? what's it called? A rebuttal. Rebuttal. I have a rebuttal, but continue. Oh. Saving it? Rebut. I'll save the rebuttal. That's like not true. I wear literally, did we all not see what I was, how, I literally was at our offices yesterday and I looked in the mirror and I was like, how do I like work at a fashion company? Like mm-hmm. this is, this is crazy how yeah. I look. 
Well, you go between. It's a, I have no medium. There's you, no yeah, there's no medium. You are either like a zero or a ten. Wearing your your pajamas at the office, yeah. or you are in yeah. like a Jackie O outfit. Carolyn Bissett. Mm, not really. <laughs> yeah, I don't really see you as Carolyn Bissett. You also love to shop. You do love to shop. Not like I used to. Mm. Now with favorite, it's all I wear is favorite daughter. Mm-hmm. So I really don't shop. I I I haven't. I actually can't tell you the last mm-hmm. thing I bought. Really? Nope. Well, we do have a lot of questions for you. Wait, okay. let her. Well, just to finish off the the styling thing for this particular topic, I I do think I agree with you. People have really it's resonated with people that the stuff I post is accessible, it's achievable. I'm not layering, you know, ten thousand things together. Like I'm just trying to help people get dressed every day and tell people how it feels when you get nice messages. Oh, it feels really nice. People are generally really nice, and just like with everybody, there can be a hundred nice messages and then one mean message, and it it truly does. Oh, it, ruins it day. really hurts me. Of course. It really, really affects me. Like, like what does someone say? Honestly, not even bad stuff. Just someone can it's say like, something. Ew. Like, people are mean about my body, honestly. Wait, what? Oh, God. Well, yeah, you know, are mean you about can't win. Too. But it's every single day, pretty much, there's a point in the day where I'm like, I can't do this. I'm not made for this. This mm-hmm. is just too much for me. Putting myself but out there is just to me, too much. You're like, it really feels good that people really seem to like what I post and have really nice messages. And it does. And that's why I keep posting because honestly, people are really nice. And there are a lot of people who have written me sending pictures of themselves in an outfit being like, you inspired me to wear this with this, or you inspired me to buy this mm-hmm. or this or that. And that, that does feel really nice. I mean, people will write me and they'll be like, oh, I wish Jordy could be my... St-. By the way, I love that people think your name is Jordy. I know. Which uh-huh. is so funny because like we all... Like, there's a girl that I know and her her name is Samantha, but her Instagram is Sammy. I only call her Sammy. Mm-hmm. People are like, why are you calling... I was like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. people think your name is Jordy. Her name is Jordan. Yeah, like, it is Jordan. Like, I would never call you Jordy, ever. No, you would call me Jord. Yeah, Jord, but Jordy, never. Yeah. People who know me well call me Jord. Nobody should calls you me get Jordan. Jord- should you try to get Jordan Foster or Woodger, whatever you are, on your... Should you try to get that? Some people think I your name's think Jody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Someone was like, oh, Jody's adorable. <laughs> I'm like, it's Jordan. Oh, yes. Jody Foster. <laughs> Wait, does someone own Jordan? Like, does someone... Jordan Foster? I'm sure they do. Yeah, you're posting, but you're also a stylist. Like... So yeah, you post, but also there's another part to you, which is like, like for instance, like a friend of mine who, you know, is a massive, massive CEO was like, I need Jordan to style me for the cover of Fortune magazine. Like all of those things are still happening for you. And I think you're figuring out how to prioritize still having those special clients and like a few celebs, but then also being full-time at favorite daughter, right? Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. I think that the red carpet stuff you know, is not yeah. happening as much anymore. I took a break from it. And this was one of the things I didn't like how I talked about it in the last podcast. Oh, I thought okay. that I was really negative about styling. Mm. And that's really not how I meant for it to sound. I think, I think I burnt out a little bit on it. And the pandemic, as it did with a lot of people, helped me realize that. Um, but I loved my styling days. Like, and I'm I'm still doing it, obviously. But the celebrity styling, it was really rewarding and it was great. And I met a lot of great people. And but it's also a grind. It's a grind. I think that's what I was trying to get across is so many people wrote in saying, you know, how do I become a stylist? And when you were what like, was, don't how you, bother. Yeah. <laughs> and I think what I was trying to, to say, and I just didn't do a good job of it, is that being a stylist is not just being able to say, oh, I want to put this person in X, Y, and Z. It's, yeah. 
you know, it's not easy to get stuff and you have to really build your relationships. It's more about relationships than anything. And quite frankly, I'm not great at building relationships. And mm. so you're pretty bad at it. I am pretty bad at it. I'm just, Which I don't is know why. Right. It's is less good- about your fashion sense and more about your ability to like kiss people's asses and go to fashion dinners and like become friends with everybody. Yeah, and a lot of people, it's not even kissing ass. A lot of people really enjoy that. I was about to say, people, though, yeah. really love it. Like, you guys, people live and breathe and die for fashion. And mm-hmm. New York City and Paris and the runway. And I sound 95, by the way, the way <laughs> I'm talking. Do. The runway. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, people die for it. And it truly is a dream job for people. And they should go after that dream. I also just think, didn't you kind of have, like, I would think if I was a stylist, just having one moment of, like, a bitchy actress— that would like that would people just, like talk down it's to so you. demoralizing. I think we did touch on this last time. I mean, it is a service industry job, so you are you're tying people's shoes. Yeah, which I still do, so I'm fine with that part. You tie my shoes, I do. Um, but it's I think I just want people to understand it's not just like you decide oh I want to be a stylist and then you know you have Oscar De La Renta knocking on your door mm-hmm. offering you dresses. Um, it's just not like that. So mm-hmm. if you want to be a stylist, um. It's all about relationships and getting out there and meeting people and building a portfolio and, you know, maybe go to a different podcast for that <laughs> advice. No, but I think a lot of the stylists now, they're also figuring out, like, you you have to, like, create another lane for yourself. Like, they're starting a clothing mm-hmm. line or they're doing skincare line or they're becoming influencers or whatever it is. I think it's becoming harder and harder to just do that. Yeah, I also think that from my experience and the people I was working with, celebrities are also doing less because again, in the pandemic, we all realized what like we wanted to do with our time. Mm -hmm. And, and I think a pivot was necessary for me. So I love dressing people. I really do. I'm learning that the private styling is more enjoyable for Mm. me because I have more people are shopping. So I have a lot more control over what I'm able to put someone in. Right. You and again, because I hadn't, because I'm not rely talented on getting building those relationships, stuff. you know, I, I, I think it's better for me to have the control over what I'm putting on someone and then dressing someone and making them feel good about themselves and, and all that. And, you know, doing the cover of fortune, that was, yeah. That was and so I think exciting. that a lot of people don't realize if you're a listener and you got the money to spend, you know, mm. which a lot of people do, a lot mm. of hardworking men and women out there, you, there is this thing, which I think people don't realize, which you have events, you have conferences, you have whatever it is. You can now like reach out to Jordan. I don't know. Reach out to her. Mm -hmm. If you need your wardrobe built, if you need to be styled for the year, if you, she categorizes looks, you'll wear this to this job. You'll do this to that. Like it, it is a pretty cool, if I, could like there's also a job in going to people's closets and creating yeah, outfits but she doesn't for like them. to do that no i i'll create outfits from a closet i'm not good at organizing a closet whereas a lot right. of you're a not lot a closet of organizer this but you could go into a closet that. and pair things together Probably and then like take kim polaroids kardashian, very good at that that's what kim kardashian was doing before me keeping that's up true. with kardashians um but it is a cool thing it is people a cool do have a lot of questions like fashion advice questions i feel like you should also maybe on your instagram page you should start doing like addressing fashion questions that people write into you about, like giving like fashion tips and stuff. Cause I feel like people really like that. Well, there are a few common ones that we could get into here. Great, let's do them. But do you feel like you have addressed the things you wanted to address? Well, no, aren't you going to do that throughout the episode? Yeah, I think, do you mean in terms of how I said I didn't like the way I talked about styling last time? I think so. I think I just want to make it clear that, um, 
you know, I was just trying to explain for all those people who wrote and asking about being a stylist that there, there's so much more to it than just getting to have fun and, and play dress up. Mm-hmm. And it's a great job. It's just not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought it was interesting also what you said, where you said it's not just, it, you having good style does not mean you're gonna be a good stylist. No. It's really knowing what would look good on somebody else's body and based on someone else's style. It's like being an interior decorator. It is. You have to be able to decorate someone's house in a style that isn't your personal style mm-hmm. and still make it look good to them and understand how things go together, even if it's not how you would put things together on yourself. Yeah. It but it's like also like, isn't it also for seeing trends? Like I, I think I've talked about it before, but when you put me in that ugly ass peach <laughs> suit that was 40 sizes too big for me, I was like, this is insane. But I went with it. And then a month later... Mm-hmm. Haley Bieber's in these oversized man suits. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I believe we started this trend. Well, just kidding. I think I do give that to Maeve. But um, but yeah, I mean, when you're when you're styling people and you're pulling from designers, you're going through all the fashion shows. So I would just spend my days scrolling through all the newest stuff that's not in stores yet. And so you get an idea of what the trends are going to be in And that stores. has been really helpful for us with Favorite Daughter that you do know where the trends are going. And that you'll say like, listen, this color is really everywhere on the fashion Shows what what I sound so <laughs> the old. runway. It's just really all over the runway. Preta porte. <laughs> so you should really do a lot of electric blue or like boxy jackets or like whatever it is. I do really look to you as like that that person. You and Carla are designer who are really paying attention to what's happening in fashion. So you can tell us losers over in LA like this is becoming cool. And there really are. It's it's been fascinating doing favorite daughter because there really are like seasons of trends Mm. and you have to predict them very far in advance. And we have a a year or more in advance. You guys, I don't know if people realize this. When someone will write in and they'll be like, oh, I just saw that on blah, blah, you copied. But it's like, uh, you guys, we are not fast fashion. We we are planning right now spring 2023. No, no, even fall. Holiday 2023. 2023 is what we're working on now. You don't. So if just you see like, something yeah. on our Instagram that's come out or that's coming out, it means we worked on it a year before. A little over a year before. Yeah, um, but it ha- it has been very helpful, and and it has been right. Like, okay, wide leg jeans. We made a bunch of wide leg jeans, and they come out, and it's like that's what everyone wants to be wearing mm-hmm. right now. Like, we're really able to see where the trends go, and it's very it's very cool. Um, we all know, actually, maybe we don't all know, but ginger has a ton of healing benefits, topically, internally, all the things. Mm-hmm. True. And so we're talking about ginger essential oil, which is really unique because I've never thought of a ginger scented essential oil, but I use mine in a diffuser in my bedroom. And you know how everyone's house has like a scent to it? Now my house has this ginger scent to it and it's very calming and clearing and like peaceful. Okay. Not only does ginger make you feel great, but it is very easy to use. It comes pre-mixed with carrier oils, meaning it's very safe to use directly onto your skin. You can put it on your skin. You can put it on your temples. You can put it in the diffuser and you know, smell it throughout the day. You can use the the gouache <laughs> the gouache stone with the ginger essential oil, which is very good for releasing tension. It's just one of these things that it feels like a like a superfood scent. The kit, it comes in a beautiful pouch. Anyway, we love it. I use mine in my diffuser. I love the way it smells. It feels like it's very um, I don't know, recharges me. It just feels very clean. Listen, we all need to release that that uh, that tension. You definitely do in life. Um, you, you for yeah. sure do. Have you not been using your ginger lately? I, I usually do it in preparation of seeing you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but 
today I didn't. You skipped it. I'm going to have to go to the car and get my ginger just to be around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Uh, You are in in need of a lot of ginger. Yep. Ginger with a J. Yeah, I don't need ginger on other people. But but you, yeah. It's like your sage. Yes. You just sage the room with ginger. Yep. Okay, so we want you to focus on your self-care too with the ginger essential oil. Um, and also check out their rejuvenating self-care kit. I highly recommend that I use it. Uh, we have an amazing deal for our listeners, which is 20% off your first purchase. This is only available through our special URL, which is ginger.us slash foster. And that is J-I-N-J-E-R dot U-S slash foster. Don't miss out. Again, that is ginger with two J's dot U-S slash foster. This person asked, what does your husband do? How does that make you into the sneakers and stuff? Because like, people always ask me what the connection is. Okay. Um, I think you post the connection more than I do, honestly. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Tom, my husband, is uh, very, very, very private. I wish I could talk more about him and our relationship. Are you allowed to and say his name is Tom? I am allowed to say his name is Tom. Um, I'm not allowed. I don't know if I'm allowed to say where he works. Really? I mean, I guess I can. Wait, why can't you secret. say that? Yeah, he works at StockX. Is he like in the but CIA? We said it like 900 times on our on our socials. Is he like a private security <laughs> no, advisor? He's not. No. He he's works not. at StockX, he works at StockX. which is a uh, marketplace for shoes. It's a it's a resale platform. Resale platform. Of sneakers and streetwear and um Right, he's really got his ear to the ground for cool things. Tom really so- does have his ear to the ground. It's very stressful. He's just with innately cool. Yeah. He should be like head of the creative director of like men's like Celine. Yeah, he should be. That's what he should be. Yeah, he will be. He, do, he would, I he mean, he will be. He's doing great stuff at StockX now, but. I think that he would be amazing at like creative directing, like a luxury, mm-hmm. like a luxury. Um, he's just a high-end guy. Yeah. He has fantastic taste yeah. and a very good eye mm-hmm. and he more than way more than me knows trends yeah. that are coming like well you probably steal some of his too early he probably feeds you some info oh i do he's yeah he's bought me some of my best pieces should really, of clothing we should use him as an advisor to the brand he's and by the way avail. when i've like opened it i've been like cool and then you know and then two, six months later all right george yeah. this question has come up a lot wait what does he think of favorite daughter does he think this stuff is good yeah he does he thinks that the quality is really good just like everyone says and he thinks that um, a lot like all the oversized stuff we do is really cool. The trousers. He doesn't like anything that tight. is tight yeah. or like looks dress. like a girl is trying at all. You know, so mm-hmm. so if a girl's wearing like a tight short dress or even a tight dress, he's with, like loser. Yeah, he's not into um, Jordan girls trying. Hard. How does it feel? What was it like birthing a national treasure? <laughs> That's the question we got. That question made me laugh so much. Um, also, Otto. also is Otto losing his accent? It sounded like it the other day. That's what that's what Ontor since 1988 asks. Yeah. Well, he's um, going to lose it, but I don't think he has, has he? I- so this is the thing. I got a lot of questions about Otto also. Otto ha- is losing his accent. That is just a really? fact. He goes to school in New York <laughs> yeah. City. He is, you know, Tom is the only person in his life with a British accent. And Tom has lived in America for 10 years himself. So well, he's not losing his British accent. It's probably not as strong as it once was. But Otto's in school nine to three with American kids. He has developed somewhat of a Southern accent <laughs> at times. Wait, what do you mean? What is a Southern British? It's, I mean, do you have an example? Of well, sometimes it? he intentionally goes, hi, Aaron, what's up? Like, yeah. What do you do? And he like likes to do a Southern accent. Yeah. But it sounds like comical, like he's he's mimicking something. Yeah. So he still definitely has his accent. 
He definitely, definitely does. But it's not as strong as it was. And Jordan got a little offended when I was like, people are really upset that Otto's losing his accent. And she was like, well, that makes me think that people only think he's cute because of his accent. Yeah. Well, he's very cute, but the British accent is a... It's, it's an added bonus. It's a thing. Because it makes him... He speaks the way that Tom speaks. And so he says things with... Um, like he says phrases no, that an adult would say. It feels very um, like adult to speak with a British accent, you know? It's, very it's also like, don't you feel like if you have a British accent, you're like a better actor? Like, I feel like ev- I feel like if you have a British accent, it just mm-hmm. sort of, it just changes. Mm-hmm. If you have a British accent, you get away with a lot more in America. Exactly. I mean, Tom gets away with, with a lot. A lot. I don't know he's handsome and anything because of the accent. Anything he it's says. A, it's a strong It just sounds better. Yeah. Um, but... Yes, I said to Tom recently, I said, I think Otto might just have to be an American in England, like an, mm-hmm. an American accent in England, which also has its own allure, but he was like, it's not the same. Guess no, what? You can't force, you just can't. The only way to keep it is to go back to England. But people should know that I post him less these days because I don't like it when people write me and they say he's losing his accent. Oh. Also, I post him less when I'm around him, even though people beg me for it because now he's older and he's just more aware of it. And yeah. once a kid is like four and they see you get your take your phone out, it kills the vibe. Like oh. I used to be able to record auto when I was putting him to bed. He had no clue what was going on. He's just mm-hmm. talking about getting on a dreamliner and, and going like, to England. Stop off me, you loser. Yeah, and it, literally. It's also really hard. I don't know how you guys feel, but... What, like I, I post my kids like you know whatever and we talk about this a lot but I think it's really off-putting when you're posting your kids eating their breakfast eating their dinner when it's like mm-hmm. you're I, I just as someone who follows people who do that a lot I'm like oh stop doing that I go back and forth on it I I think that the kids the thing is is all kids are funny Mm-hmm. Truly, all kids, no. well, most kids are funny. Mm-hmm. Most kids, you sit with them at the dinner table or whatever, and they say things, and you're like, oh, my God, where did you come up with that? Mm-hmm. That's so funny or that's so insightful. So we just have more of a platform to show those things. But Well, people want to know Otto's day-to-day. Wait, can I just tell you something? and dreams. Wait, you guys, that just reminded me of something. Josie said yesterday, I said to her, I was like, Valentina was being so awful. And I literally, in my frustration, I was like, what? Oh my God, what are we going to do with her? Like, what are we, what am I going to do with Valentina? Tell me, like, I need help. What am I going to do? Josie goes, I have the solution. And I go, why? She goes, we're going to throw her in a volcano. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And I literally, in the way she said it, I was like, Oh, I, it, I laugh. I laugh for I laugh for forty five minutes. <laughs> it was really funny. Okay, continue. Otto's day to day is hobbies. Uh, this person—that's an insane question. I am Ram. Tell us more about Otto's day to day moods, hobbies, dreams. He's okay, the cutest. Ram well, sounds a little. That's that's a wild question. For a I think I should let people know Otto and I said this last time too but it's even more true now Otto is really a regular he's four he is a really <laughs> a regular four-year-old like his tantrums are I have heard stories about recently he wakes Tom up by smacking him in the face <laughs> yeah he does that in the mornings because he's in a bed now so he can get up and Why does that do whatever he funny? wants like wake up um he yeah he's at a tough age he's having lots of tantrums he's um that's a boy no, I know. I just have never had a kid before or a boy. So, oh, all my friends who have sons—they're monsters. They're terrorists. They're, he's they're still so... so sweet. Like he'll do something really bad, and then immediately afterwards, he'll be like, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Are you okay?" Um, so I don't think he's a bad person, but <laughs> he's definitely not a bad person. No, Are but, you crazy? But he's the... also being bit at school. I mean, the poor kid is being like traumatized. Oh, I hope his mom doesn't listen to this podcast. Okay. 
Somebody, this is really funny. Somebody said, what was being said in the shot yesterday from the three <laughs> sisters with three different opinions? I remember what was being that said. That was me too. You, the volume's on. If somebody is not familiar with what we're talking about, Sarah posted some pictures, some videos from our photo shoot, favorite daughter photo shoot the other day. And there's a shot of the three of us like engaging in like a deep discussion about something. Well, Sarah's no, we're just thinking, laying there. Yeah, Sarah's you guys being, were just sitting there. Sarah's being very animated with her yeah. hands. Okay, so let me, as the person who was speaking, I'll tell I you. I don't what even I was remember saying. what we were talking about. I was. It was. It's guys. It's not that exciting. It was Jordan. Is this was styling the whole shoot? She's puts puts us in looks. The photographer places us where we're supposed to be. We were having conversations about like what should the ad can't like what should the billboards be? What should those things be? And I was saying, guys. These are cute outfits. Like, I love these outfits. These are great looks, but this is not like billboard material. Like, this is a fine setup, but like, I think we should change to go to another setup. Is that how you remember it? Yeah. And I was saying to you, I think it is a strong setup. Yeah. And, but if you don't like this setup because you don't like your outfit, let's change your outfit. Yeah. Because exactly. I thought it was a strong setup. Yeah. But you just didn't like your outfit. So I was like, it's let's not, just change it. I you. liked the outfit. Me, a white oversized man's shirt and like cutoffs. I don't love a cutoff. I, I love it on most people. I don't usually dress like that. I did like it. In my mind, it just didn't feel like as, it just felt casual. I think I was also saying that. I go, guys, this feels very casual. Yeah. But at did. the end of the day, Fairy Daughter is casual. So I don't really want to have a billboard that's like, us in like three-piece suits being really serious and like vamping it up but no, like but the our line suiting, is casual but our suiting is the thing that is like really that's what people are talking about our denim and our suiting those are two things and more really the suiting i mean our favorite pants are Not like more than the denim. I mean, viral the denim, but the denim is very big the favorite pant is anthropology's like number two all over i'm just saying like the suiting and but I the think denim also well just to guys, give you more data Sarah likes yeah. to wear suiting aaron likes to wear denim so yeah. this is where or, you know. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you don't love the favorite pant. No, it's, yeah, listen, I will say it, guys. I will say it. Oh, well, it maybe truth. don't say it. No, <laughs> the favorite pant is our best selling item, okay? Besides the Valentina jeans. They're amazing. They are amazing pants. Everyone loves them. They are not my favorite pant. Even though they are called the favorite pant, they are not my favorite pant for my personal body. They don't I work have, for your waist. I have a short torso. I'm just a short torso lady. It's just the curse of the short torso. I know I got, people with short torsos that love the pants. You're high hip. I have a high hip and nobody understands what that is unless you have it. When you have a I high understand. hip, it is hard to wear certain trousers because it pushes everything very high. It has to sit above your hip. When you have really high hip, it's now pulling really, really high up and pushing in and it looks funky. And for me, they are not my best pant, but they are our best seller. So I applaud us for coming up with them and I love everyone lo who loves them. But I've also encouraged us, can we also make a different trouser that work well on my body? Which if it works well on my body, it'll work well on other people's bodies too. Well, our billboard is coming out soon. So we'll see which shot makes the billboard. Yeah, we will. And when you're driving down La Cienega, <laughs> you're going to see who wins the battle. If of... you see Aaron in yellow denim and Sarah in a white man shirt, then Aaron won. And if you see them in suits, then Sarah won. And it's I'm not, not against winning. It's not, it's a collaborative discussion. Like we have, we have a lot of people that weigh in here. We have 50, we have partners. So it's, it'll be a conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't love a sunglasses billboard personally. I don't love it. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, but I'm happy. I haven't, I haven't dove into the selects yet. Have you? Uh, we saw them today and I think there's some good stuff. There is some we'll good see. stuff, guys. And there's some really good clothes coming out. And Jordan, how do you feel on the photo shoots? Sarah and I being in the front of the camera and you being on the side with measuring tape around your neck. <laughs> with measuring tape around your neck. I feel honestly, well, I feel a lot of things. Mostly I feel really happy that I'm not in a photo shoot because mm -hmm. I'm just so uncomfortable with stuff like that. And the stress of it, I don't think I would sleep for like 
days before if I knew I had to be. Yeah, in a I'm close shoot. to being over being in the picture. I was like, I gotta be honest. It's that would really, really stress me mm-hmm. out. Um, and but then just like I said last time, I'm also partly jealous. I wish mm-hmm. I was that person. I wish mm-hmm. I did want to be in front of the camera and and or or at least that I was more comfortable with that stuff because I think that it would um it would be cool and it would be mm-hmm. fun it's so it's like on one hand I'm envious of your role on the day because you don't have to be in front of the camera and I just always feel so scrutinized in front of the camera I just don't like that feeling like I am I tend to not really obsess over the way I look that much I don't like overthink it I don't like think about it it's not the thing I'm spiraling about. Well, you were really feeling yourself on this photo shoot. So I well, don't know. You, she's going to get to that. I yeah. Think, okay. Or I will. Well, I did make one decision that Jordan and I did discuss the day before. Xanax? <laughs> no. I said to Jordan the day before, I was like, how are you feeling about tomorrow? And she goes, listen, I'm it, I'm looking forward to it, but it's also like these shoots can be can be a lot. You know, they can be complicated. There's a lot of different personalities, a lot of different opinions, a lot of different things coming to the table. And I heard her and I was like, and I said, do I ever contribute to the like stress or the, you know, shittiness of the, these shoots sometimes? And she was like, no, I wouldn't like put it on you at all. But like, you know, everybody has their own insecurities that they come in with. And I was like, okay, that's fair. And I go, you know what? I'm going to make a decision right now to not bring my ego to the photo shoot tomorrow. I'm just going to make the decision. I'm not going to bring it with me. And I came to set really relaxed and very much like, However today goes is how it goes. And if I start feeling really self-conscious, I'm not going to like let that become my obsession of the day. And there were a couple moments where like I saw a picture that that he had taken and he showed it to me and I was like, hmm. Um, <laughs> and I remembered my like my Wait, mission. what picture was it? It was me sitting in the chair in the green dress. It was a really cute picture. Hold on. Hold on. Sarah has zero patience for other people's insecurities, oh. even though she has a million of them. And it's very unfair of you. Don't talk about my insecurities. I'll talk about my own. Okay. And I said to Adam, the photographer, very quietly, I was like, okay, I'm just like really regretting me not pulling my arm away from my body in these photos. And I'm not loving that. It's like all I can see is like a very big arm. And he goes, if you want to take a couple more, we can take a couple more. And I go, yeah, do you mind just me doing a couple more with my arm differently? He's like, great. I did it. I pulled my arm away. I was great with it. It was easy. And I just said, I'm not going to be upset over who gets which outfit or who gets a better, you know, you were doing a lot of solo shots. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, they asked me to, I'm, I'm like, like I mean, this <laughs> happened last time too. Sarah just happens to be ready more quickly than you. Yes. She always starts first or something. So that I'm always like catching up. Yeah. And, and I, well, I le- take less time. Hair and make- I literally didn't do my hair. I didn't yeah, do you my honestly hair. did ask for him to like not do your hair. I literally didn't do my hair. Yeah. You also I had walked into hair. the photo shoot being like, I'm over my side part. I'm not doing my side part anymore. I was like, I think that's a good idea. And then you walked in after hair and makeup with a full on side I part. Know. Yeah, you did. I, know, like, I, just, I just can't let go of it. My, I really struggle with my hair. My hair is my thing. Mm-hmm. My hair you is my thing. You obsess over your hair. Anyway, I just decided like, I'm not going to get into the zone of like, wait, I want to wear those pants or you want to wear those pants or this, or I want, that's my side. I'm like, you know what, Sarah, you want the left side? Take the left side. You want those jeans? Take well, those Well, you're always jeans. cool about a side because you don't have a side. I Both my sides are good. I always yeah. say it. Um, and so I relaxed and honestly, the day was so much better for myself. Mm. Just didn't play into but any I dynamics. wasn't in touch with the last photo shoot, how you had a miserable time. I was unaware of that. The I whole didn't time. have a miserable time. I was going through fertility treatments and feeling very bloated and had like estrogen patches on my stomach. And it made me feel bad. I was like, I don't want to be in a photo shoot right now. Yeah. I don't want to be like trying to squeeze into jeans. And it's just it frustrating. Was 90 degrees. It was, summer. was so crazy. hot. But by the, the funny thing is though, you looked 
so good in all the pictures. And I'm just, you know, I don't throw out a compliment. But you that is why so we started good. talking about it because you weren't that happy on the last one. Not that you weren't happy with the final product or whatever, but I just you didn't felt feel good uncomfortable. On the day. And then when I feel uncomfortable, I get edgy because I don't want people looking at me or asking me questions or talking. And then everyone's sitting around a thing, like staring at a photo, analyzing it. And I'm in my head being like, oh my God, is everyone just like, yeah, the shoot's going great, but what do we do about Aaron? Like, <laughs> I just like, it, I get in my That's head about it. That's what you thought was happening the last I time. I did. I was like, it wasn't. but what? you should just do what I do. When people are doing that, I look over and go, you guys talking shit? What are you guys saying? <laughs> That's literally anytime, oh, yeah, you do. anytime I feel like, oh, they're saying I was something. literally like, I'm looking like, what at, are you saying? <laughs> I was looking at the mood board that the photographer was creating. I was like, I don't see myself really anywhere on this mood board. This is all his favorite photos of the day. So wait, so, wait of the last shoot. Yeah, the last shoot. And then, and no, anyway, I got in my head about it. So. Oh, and then it happened again the other day, but I was like, you Only know what? halfway through the shoot though. Yeah, halfway through the shoot, I looked and I was like, huh, not seeing any photos of myself again here. <laughs> and then I just thought, you know what, Aaron? This is not the thing that makes or breaks your happiness in life. I don't really give a shit. If I'm on the mood board, if I'm not, if I have a bad picture, a good picture of my arm doesn't look perfect. I'm happy in my life. My husband loves me, thinks I look great all the time. It's like not that deep for me. And I just was like, I don't want to be in this place where this is the thing that like puts me in a bad mood. And I had a great day. Yeah. And it shows. You also looked really good. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We're also going to make the billboard either way. <laughs> yeah, I definitely will. But listen, it's, you know, the billboard is outside my favorite sushi restaurant, Fumi. So, I mean, oh, don't tell people that. Why? I, I, I've asked for it to be moved. That's not where my people frequent. <laughs> that's not, that's not. For me, it's very for convenient. For me, that's not, that's, we're, we're, we're looking at other options. But think so. about it. Jay-Z is like looking at our billboard every time he goes to Fumi. All right. I think we need to get back to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you guys do podcast the two of you all no, the you're time. Right. You're right. Wait. Well, but, I was trying to talk about like the... the I feel I'm like envious. I'm creating a good flow and then you're like, we're like getting into it and then you're like, ask like a really random question. I'm not it's, trying to break up the flow. I was just trying to like, you know, go back to people's questions or whatever. Yeah. But Jordan, I do think that there's an area we could talk about that you said that you got a lot of messages after the last episode of people wanting to understand how you got to this place in your life where things used to really bother you mm. and that now things don't bother you and how you found this like Zen patience. I see it from you all the time and I'm like, how do I get there? I don't know is the short answer. But yes, a lot of people wrote me um, also saying I really enjoy the podcast. I also have been really unhappy or I haven't, you know, found what I want to do with my life or I'm going through a transition. It's so scary. I'm also open about, you know, I've posted things like recently I posted um, a cover letter that I had sent into Refinery29 when I was 28 years old asking for an internship. Mm -hmm. and You they, did? Yeah. And they didn't even like write me back. And did I- Refinery29 respond to? To my post? Wait, you, I'm sorry. Rewind. You posted- I post, I was thinking to myself, oh, I remember when I was 28, I applied for an internship at Refinery29 and I found the cover before letter. Before Laline. Yeah, before Lamarck. Lamarck. And I thought maybe it's like helpful for someone to see that I put myself out there and it was really hard for me to do it too right, at, at the 28. time. I was so embarrassed. I like had you and Sophia and Tom all help me with this cover letter. I have the email chain of all of us like going back and no forth. No way, like, I don't remember that. I was so embarrassed to be doing that That's at that so time. That's so cute. Wait, you were embarrassed listener, so. to be yeah. applying for an internship? Yeah, I was embarrassed. I didn't know yeah, what I was doing. Much. I didn't, I was married, you know, which I only say because so many people think that they, if they're married, that means they're an adult and their life is put together. But. And when you're 28, you feel like, oh, I'm supposed to be adulting really well right now. And yeah. then you're like applying for an internship mm -hmm. and you're like not hearing back. <laughs> it feels like you're not where you're supposed to be. And when you're 28, you feel like so old. I just yeah. said that. Oh. Yeah. And uh, Tom at the time had a great job. 
me, so I always had a good job. But I just felt like a loser, basically. Yeah, you felt like a loser. Loser like a loser. Alert. And you were a loser at 28. <laughs> you were. <laughs> Thank you for that, that pivot. came out wrong. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. So uh, I didn't mean it that way. It's okay. I don't. I don't. I didn't take it that way. Okay. And then I think I also posted not too long ago about I posted a picture of myself in a Laleen sweater, um, and I said, you know, like interesting story about Laleen. I was the intern for Meredith and Valerie, who co-founded Laleen with Molly Howard, and um, I was their intern after I was married again, and I think I was twenty eight also. So I started being their intern right after my, not even rejection from Refinery28, just, you know, they Refinery just, 29. by the way, by the I was way though, years old. no disrespect to Refinery29, don't know if they're around anymore. That's like, falls into like rejection is divine protection. Rejection yeah. is redirection. Cause imagine what your life would have been if you didn't make it to Meredith and Val. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, refine, no disrespect to Refinery29, but like, what the fuck would I you have I think it's just there? good for people to see who look up to you or look to you and think like, oh, she has it all figured out or, you know, there is something, there is a, a real confidence that people see in you being our sisters, being comfortable with us being the like, quote unquote, foster sisters, mm-hmm. us being out there in front of the camera and you kind of doing your own thing and seeming very comfortable with your role in that where not everybody would be. Some people would feel really like jealous, threatened or intimidated or like wanting more shine on them and you don't. Yeah, people are always surprised, I think, by that. And Honestly, I want to say like, oh, I, you know, life taught me lessons and I got to that point. But honestly, I've never felt that way. I've never, Mm -hmm. I've never felt comfortable in any kind of spotlight. So it was never something that I wanted. Yeah, where Aaron and I were trying to be actresses and going to acting class and going on auditions. You never, Mm -hmm. you were never like, although you did want to be a singer for a minute, right? I did. But well, you were blessed with a good voice. Thank you. I, you guys. Don't ask me to sing. <laughs> here's what I'm thinking. You know what I feel for you both? I feel for, I feel, an, you guys should make an album. You, Sarah is it's internally threatened it's by the fact that crazy. both Jordan and I have good voices. Okay. And guys, she cannot accept it. Guys, I'm not asking you to sing I'm something. Sing. I just want to hear don't. you say, love. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I need our audience to tell us I need our audience to know Simon is has brainwashed Erin into making her believe her lies that she has a good voice. Jordan, uh, girl, it's crazy don't, you don't hear it. It's crazy it's, you don't hear it. You do have a nice it. voice. Everybody in let's my life is like, if anyone more time we're singing it. in the car, everyone goes, oh my God, Erin, I can't believe you have such a good voice. I'm like, I know, fucking tell Sarah. Okay. Simon is like, thinks I'm a bird. I mean, he's just like, sing for me. Oh yeah, we got Bocelli right here to, to my right. So let's just get a little... Let's just get a little jingle. Guys. La. Oh. <laughs> okay, that was a little shaky. Jordan. <laughs> La. Oh, that was really good. I'm sorry. Was, that was good. That was okay, good. Okay, do it again. You can't. You Okay, Sarah, you give what? us your law. La. <laughs> I don't claim to have it. You shouldn't because you do not have but it. You guys, this is, I just figured it out. But why can't out. you just accept it? Like we accept that you have rhythm and we don't. Listen. You can't accept you. that we have voice, good voices and okay. you have a terrible Here's, voice. I'm, We're in like school musicals. I won the ninth grade so talent I, show. I, I was the lead in the I was the lead in everything. You're the lead in four. Oh, so that's what this is about is that you were the lead. Every musical. Every musical. Here's what I'm feeling. You guys should get into the studio (laughs) together. Sarah, you no. always take things to extreme. You can't accept the fact that we have nice tone and good voices, but we don't want to be professional singers. No, I just why can't? Why is it that everyone else? I can think see it. it but well, you it's, can't. it's more. It's it does. More, it triggers something. No, it it does not trigger me. I just I don't. 
I, I think you guys have fine voices. Listen, I think that we have nice voices. We can sing along to the yeah. radio. I think it would be a very different story if we were in a studio trying to record I mean, I've a song. I've been in the studio. Oh my God. <laughs> I've been in the studio with David Foster and I won the fucking ninth grade talent show at Malibu High. So tell that to the $100 that <laughs> I won. By the way, you won the talent show because dad did the talent show. Yeah, okay. I cheated. <laughs> okay. No, he I, didn't run the talent show, but he did produce uh, your song. Have I told this story already? I think you have, but you were not winning if your last name was Schmoster. Okay. It was very... <laughs> Very quick, unless I've told the story before, like fast forward 15 seconds. Basically what happened is my two girlfriends who I was in choir with said, hey, let's sing at the talent show and let's sing the first Wives Club song, You Don't Own Me. I was like, great, let's do it. We were just doing it for fun, like nothing serious. We were not planning on being professional singers. Well, um, are and you then, sure? Are you sure? And then they said, why don't we, or maybe dad offered like, oh, I'll record it there for you no guys. chance dad was letting you sing in front of a room of people without, without fixing yeah, he it. Without producing it. Fixing it. Yeah. He had like Whitney Houston. No, it's like, true. So he basically, like, he literally got the track. He brought us in the oh, studio. God. He fully produced the three of us. We like, he had us harmonizing. I'm sure he fixed our voices. And then we went up there and we just did this like silly little routine. We like put a boy in a chair and we were like, like smacking him with gloves and like, and you little, we mimed along. We lip synced to our own, our own voices. Anyway, other people in school were in bands. They were in serious bands where they played instruments and they wrote their own music and they performed full songs that they wrote and, and played instruments for and they lost and we won. And it was like, there was, fucked up. it was it like was, yeah. really fucked up and people were really mad about what it. What was this? Malibu High School. Not known for an amazing musical program or anything. <laughs> I mean, we just stole the show. And I it was, was a good performance, to be fair. Thank you. Oh, I think God. that they just, um, I don't know, they love the, the overall vibe. And uh, we That's, won the Grammy, guys. And, yeah. and everyone was really upset about it. So anybody who I took that award <laughs> from that's listening, I apologize. Um, They're there, not listening to your podcast. They might be. <laughs> there, are, there was a band from high school that I think became like a big band. By the way, don't kid yourself. I get a lot of people coming out of the woodworks from like like elementary school oh, who are really? listening to the podcast. Okay, I'm going to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. This is a huge, this is a huge platform for you right here. <laughs> oh my God, what should I, what I do you do with How it? do I use I don't it? Know. Okay, modern fertility. We've talked about it before. Well, we've talked about it a lot. The thing is, is that nothing is changing. Women want to understand more about their fertility. And a lot of women I know personally are very intimidated going to the doctor it's very scary. You don't want to run into someone there who, um, you know, is going to know that you're scared about your fertility and that you're checking in on it. What if you run into uh, your your husband's ex-girlfriend? And yeah, then she fun. knows that you're, you know, struggling with your, with your fertility. That's not what I want. No, it's a, it's a private and it's a personal journey. But the thing for me is like, we've all been raised to know we have to go to the OB once a year to get our checkup. But it doesn't even occur to us to check on our fertility until we're ready to have kids. And sometimes that is too late. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, because at that point, sometimes you're already sort of behind. Yep. And if you're already working from behind, it's just a lot harder to catch up. It's not impossible, but it's expensive. And it's emotionally taxing and physically taxing. No, all the women I know who are like, God, I wish I just had the information earlier. Exactly. That's what Modern Fertility is doing. So Modern Fertility are at-home test kits where you can check your um, hormone levels. Um, you can get all kinds of insights into By the way, your for $159. Yeah. Into your egg count, into your egg quality. 
um, and all of your hormone levels. And so you get a baseline for where you're beginning and you can go over your results with uh, doctors that you can speak to. And so they can really go into the results and explain to you what every hormone means and, um, just review everything with you. So you understand it. Yeah. For $159, this stuff usually is like a thousand dollars when you go uh, to the office. A thousand dollars is conservative. No, but I mean the tests, all the yeah, testing. Yeah, that's true. So just to get a baseline of where you are, yeah. get your baseline also, and then don't think about it for I don't know if years. women know this, but um, insurance does not cover a single cent of anything you it's test crazy. for fertility. It's considered elective yeah. and they don't cover anything. All right. Well, knowledge is power. You should be having the info so you can make better decisions in your life. Do we exactly. have a discount? So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash foster. That means that your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or the thousands it would cost at your doctor's office. So get 20% off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash foster. That is modernfertility.com slash foster. Oh, athletic uh, Someone brought this up to me the other day. They yeah. were like, what's that company? It was my in-laws. Yeah. My father-in-law was like, okay, what's the thing that Sarah loves to do that she's always talking yeah. about? I'm telling you, I've Greens. turned so many people on to AG1 because yep. it's simple and it's effective. So it's very clear. Throw out your 45 bottles of pills, your you know vitamins that you have to do in the morning and then, oh, do I, it's like on an empty stomach or on not. AG1, it is one scoop. Or the green juice that you think you have to have in the afternoon or the That's morning. That's like totally diluted. And filled with sugar. Yeah. It's one scoop in the morning. First thing, just do it. One scoop contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotic, green superfood blend. It is in one scoop. Multivitamin, multimineral. Yeah. Put into your water and you are literally good to go for the rest it's of the day. It's very simple. It supports your energy. It supports your focus. It aids with gut health and digestion. Supports a healthy immune system. It literally replaces like every other um, supplement that you might be taking. Yep. So it's pretty simple. And you know what I'm about to talk about? Vitamin D. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to quickly remind everybody. If you haven't done your due diligence yet, if you do not, if you're not aware of the problems that will occur if you're vitamin D deficient. And, then we, and I feel like we all are vitamin D deficient. It's very important to take Tommy's it. Tommy's not. Oh, okay. Well, I am. But most people are, yeah. All right. So Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packets with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash foster today. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash foster to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Okay. This was back to this all. We took a turn no, because a I said you did want to be a singer. Yeah. There was, honestly, there was a childhood dream to be a singer because mm -hmm. I was good at it and mm -hmm. I wasn't good at anything else, honestly. Mm -hmm. So, and it kind of made sense because we were around that world, mm -hmm. but- Didn't happen. Did not happen. Never is going to happen, mm -hmm. I don't think. Which mm -hmm. is so. kind of good parenting in a way because- I, again, I don't remember the vocals you, you had as a child, but if they were really good, like in a lot of homes. In all fairness, do you parent, remember either one of us even being there in your childhood? It's vaguely. It's all, it's a bit, Are you even aware that we were it's there? A bit, I know you lived in the garage. <laughs> That's I know that, not true. I know that say mom, that. I know that mom built you your own room in the garage. Okay, but she Sarah, converted the garage into, yeah, a, into a, a real bedroom. And it was, no, um, of course it was a bedroom. It was to code, Sarah. It was to code. No, it was, it was to go. go. No, it was like expensive. It was like a build out. I get it. <laughs> but you lived in but the it, garage. But no, but it is interesting. A lot of people who have parents like the parent we had would have like made you a singer. Like we just didn't grow up like that. We didn't grow up with a dad who was like, no one's pushing us singers. Like no. I'm going to take you. I'm going to make, but like 
a he lot never of, forced us to do anything musical. If we ever wanted to do anything, well, he, he, didn't, like, yeah, Great. he probably knew we weren't good at it. He, no, he'd be like, great. You want to do that? Go do it. No, like, I don't think he thought out. any of us were, no offense, but I don't think he thought any of us were like, you know, the next Celine. Listen, I'll say I was in the studio with him for the, <laughs> for the Malibu, oh. you know, um, <laughs> talent show. And he never really asked me to come back. So yeah. he never said, I see something in yeah. you. There's a talent here. Uh, Let's work yeah. with this. And he's a capitalist. He would have, pro- he would have t- banked off you too. So he, yeah. I mean, his job was literally like literally to, find to find talent. <laughs> oh my God. And I was so true. in the studio with him singing, giving it my best shot. You don't own me. Oh, there we go. I'm not just one of your many toys. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't think it was good, sir? I that thought was it was for sure do you not wanna, bad. Do you want to sing that lyric? No, I'm not trying to. I have a horrible voice. I'm not trying to claim that I didn't. Okay. But I, it ne- I never had, I guess because I had a terrible voice, but I never, I had aspirations to, to sing. Right. Okay. Well, so the singing didn't work out <laughs> for me, um, as we know, and I don't think it's going to happen. But um Yes. So I just like to share these things with people because I obviously haven't figured things out. I'm 36 now. I do have two kids. I'm happily married. There's so many wonderful things in my life. But um, I think it's just important to be honest about those things that I have had Mm -hmm. many times in my life, many years in a row where I feel like a big loser and I feel like I'm not good at anything and I don't have you know, any kind of promising future. And it's very scary. And people feel it now like older and older. I was 28. People, you know, at 33, 35 are still feeling these things. And I think people get embarrassed to talk about it. So mm-hmm. I'm not embarrassed. Well, to I'm talk very about open it. on this podcast about how I, I felt like a huge loser till I was 33. 33 was the change for me. That mm-hmm. was sort of where I felt like, oh, this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. Like this is, and I've spoken a lot about that and you have as well. You mm-hmm. didn't find your purpose till your thirties. Yeah, it's true. So yeah. it's And a people real, do really appreciate hearing that. We're late bloomers. But most people are. I mean, the fact I went to college, um, as you guys know, and I think that it's just really crazy to for the world to think that you're supposed to know what you want to do with your life when you're 17 or 18 years old, when you have to choose a major in college. I just mm-hmm. think that's really yeah. wrong. I don't have a solution, but it makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so everyone spends all their money and their time and their efforts on these learning about these things that they don't even use in life. I'm not going to even get into what my degree is in because oh. Sarah will have oh, God, let's get into it. it. Let's get into it. Listen, people are going to just write in one being like, wait, what's the degree? So you might as well just tell them. My my degree, it's save my DMs. 500 degrees in here. Save my DMs. Crazy. My degree is in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a little, no. Similar to singing, Sarah always says, oh, speak Spanish, speak Spanish, say, say this, I'm this, this, Spanish. I'm literally in situations where I'm needing help because I need to communicate with someone. I'm like, Jordan, help. And it doesn't ha- happen all. You've heard me speak but Spanish. But you did. Yeah, she helped me communicate with Julie. But you did. Well, that's nice. But you did. Well, another thing that might be helpful for people, my degree is in Spanish. I don't use it. Do I speak fluent Spanish? Not even remotely. Can I get by? Sure. Does it, you know... But I think college is changing. I think to your point, like what 17 year old is like, unless you're very clear that you want to go into the medical world or whatever, I think college is really, you're just buying yourself four more years to adult a little bit and be on your own and and try to sort of see like, I mean, I almost think like university, what's interesting is the people you meet because so many people start businesses 
or companies or whatever, like through the people they meet in college. That is true. We actually talked yeah. about this the other night, Aaron, you, me, and Simon. Like, look at Simon's about life. About His... college, and it's more about like the relationships you make. Oh, yeah. Oh, Simon's yeah. best friends are all from college. He yeah, had the Simon best. had a very good college experience. He... I had a good college experience, but... But, but he and I disagree about the importance of a college for kids. But it's all relative, guys. In finance, you're not getting a job at Goldman Sachs unless you have a freaking degree from a very good university. Yeah, but look at crypto. Or, you're, you're literally the people who have the most money in crypto are like 14-year-olds in their parents' basement. Well, but that's a whole other... But even if you're going to get a degree in finance, you at least know that you're good at math or you're good at numbers. A lot of people go into college not knowing that they're good at anything or maybe not mm-hmm. even being good at anything yet. And I was one of those people. So... Yeah. You know, but, but I, could I do learn think a language, that you so have that. found some kind of hack on loving your life, being present with where you're at, being grateful for what you have, and not being triggered. And like you used to be someone who got triggered easily, and now you like it's like impossible to trigger you. And I'm always like, what is your secret? Because I'm like triggered all the time. Yeah, I'm a lot less sensitive than I used to be. Sarah, Sarah, that's probably funny for you to hear because we have conversations no. a lot where you feel like I'm still super sensitive about things, but. That's not totally true. I mean, no, continue. Um, but I have a theory, but yeah. Even compared, even if you do think I'm still sensitive to things, I think it's fair to say that in comparison to how I was maybe 10 years ago, I'm a lot less sensitive. Well, I feel like I feel like a huge contributing, first of all, we're all sensitive. It's normal to have to be sensitive around things. That's normal. I think a huge contributing factor is that you really love your life with your, with your family, with your Mm -hmm. husband and your kids. Like you love your husband in a way. Like, I really think like you guys don't have a lot of marital problems. You're super fulfilled by him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's got to contribute. Like her kids. I was taught what? And her kids. No, no, of course your kids, but like the, the union you have with your partner, the partnership that you have, like it affects how it, it it changes the course of all the rest of your life. When you really have that partner, I think it just, you put, you can unload a lot of your shit onto that. Like, does it make sense? No, it does. And I was, I was going to get to that because I have been married now for, we've been together for 10 years, married, I think eight years. And we got married young, 27. That's Mm -hmm. young ish. That's young. Um, and I went into that relationship honestly, in a very bad place. Not that I realized I was, but I was not happy. I didn't realize how unhappy I was. I was so insecure. I was so sensitive. Everything pushed a button. I hadn't fulfilled like any of my dreams. I didn't even know what my dreams were. I just did not know who my my potential. I did not know who I was as a person. Mm -hmm. I truly didn't. Um, I had a great speech at your wedding. Go on. It's important to say though, that when you graduated college, you weren't just like some like frivolous, like, oh, what? you literally like moved to Switzerland Mm. and started working at a battery company. Like to this day, I'm still like, I don't understand that. I used to call you. I don't think she does either. I used to to call you and be like, I'm sorry, I'm so confused. How do you know what you're doing? And you were like, I don't know. I'm just, I just like figuring it out. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, I did. I finished college and then again, did not know what to do. And I did have a period of time where I was just like at mom's Crescent Heights house and I was like a loser. Mm -hmm. And, And then I got the opportunity to go to Zurich and live there and work. And it was definitely the right decision to go there. And- I don't know what my job was even to this day, <laughs> but I know that it was a good job. And then and they, I, kicked, they kicked you out of the country. Yeah, my, my visa ran out after a while. And you couldn't renew okay, it, Okay, right? but when you got married, you weren't happy with where you were. Sorry, not when I got married, when I met Tom. I was just young and didn't know anything. And, and, and I whipped. And uh, 
Tom and I fell for each other, you know, so quickly. Hard and, and fast. Hard and fast. And, you know, again, Tom is very private, so I'm not going to dive into our relationship. But so just briefly talk about your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> there were tumultuous times that were because of me, because I did not know how to handle my emotions. I was, again, triggered by everything. And yes, Tom and I fell for each other very quickly and all that. But like when you're with a partner who also doesn't let you be crazy, it... um over the years, and Tom would happily talk about this, he has um, whittled, whittled it out of me. And the the stuff I used to pull with him about just getting crazy. And I think you and I used to talk about this. Like when I used to get mad, oh it God. felt like good. It felt, I had times where I was like, I just want to get so mad right mm-hmm. now. I just want to yell at you. And I want to like go so deep you see on red. this. You see red. Mm-hmm. You I don't see have, red. Like, that you don't have you. that. Oh. No, I don't have that thought of you. You're also not like that, I don't think. Um, in no. relationships, maybe. I don't... Oh, like when I... This is in the past. Uh, in the past. I just... I was just very easily triggered and I wanted to be mad and I was mad and... And and he got it out of you. He got it out of me. He didn't let me act like that. He also made me feel loved, mm-hmm. you know, for who I was. And he's he's a real partner. But we've all three come to terms with our childhood separately and at different times. Mm-hmm. You know, every person has, most people, my kids too, will inevitably have a childhood that they're going to have to fucking deal with, you know? Like, for sure, it's just sort of part of it. Yeah. And we've all sort of done the work. I'm the latest to do the work, the last to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, what? <laughs> Can you just keep that, keep your tone? That That's just so not welcome. All I said was, mm-hmm. No, you went, mm-hmm. That's not <laughs> fucking rude. Somewhere in the middle. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jordan, Jesus Christ. Oh, God, here we go. See, Sarah is convinced oh, that jo- Jordan and I just like have like rose-colored glasses for each other. Oh, it's and exhausting. I'm always protecting Jordan and always just oh. like... Seeing the best in her. Guess what? I don't even want to go there because it's going to turn into a fight. I don't want to fight with y'all. I just want to keep the peace. Oh my God, you're such a peacekeeper. But, 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 you know, the rose colored glasses are in full effect. And guess what? Maybe that is okay. Maybe that's okay. Yeah. I think that, yes, I have found peace because I had many years of the opposite. Mm -hmm. And I truly wasn't happy. Just like a lot of people aren't happy. Not that anything horrible happened to Mm -hmm. me. I just didn't have a lot of confidence. And like I've said a few times, didn't feel like I was good at anything. Just didn't feel great. Mm -hmm. I had good experiences. I traveled. I was lucky. All these great things. But I guess I just wasn't happy. And again, nothing horrible happened. By the way, you went to like an elite boarding school. Yeah. It's like crazy. I was saying that to someone the other day. I was like, oh yeah, Jordan went to Choate. They were like, what? Jordan went to Choate? I was like, yeah, I know. Crazy, right? But it's a good reminder to people that you can turn your life around and you can turn your attitude around. And you can- You can turn your attitude around. That is very true. You can really turn your attitude around and that, you know, it is really easy to live life if you believe everyone's against you and no one has your back and that everyone's always being mean to you, it is going to be very easy to prove that to yourself because there's a million times a day that you could take something the wrong way or you choose to not take it the wrong way. You choose to not obsess over it, not be convinced that everyone's like, you know, not on your side or doesn't have your back or that they don't want you to succeed or that they're making fun of you. It's so easy to to choose in a moment to like take something personally mm-hmm. or to not take it personally. And it's so- I take everything personally. <laughs> yeah, you do take everything yeah. personally. But then there's some things you can let go of. You let me make fun of you a lot. You don't really like get upset about it. I don't care when you do it. Like who cares? I don't care. But like, well, I guess I reached a point and I I don't know what it was or how it happened. It probably just took a lot of time, but I reached a point where I just learned how to accept people 
just for who they are, that you really can't change people. And I well, spent, that's true. I spent a lot of time being unhappy. I still believe I can change Sarah. <laughs> you can't. You can't. It's crazy. And I can't change you. I've got, well, luckily the list don't is need long. To. The list is luckily long. Luckily don't need to. I'm perfect. If I could <laughs> wave a wand and like, cha- you know, we, we all, we'd all want those wands, but it's just not, we no, have but, to allow each other to be, we've got to honor the blueprint. Mm, we got to honor the blueprint. As rabbi leader, I thought says. that's only for your child. Is that for your sibling too? <laughs> it's just for it's for people. I think it's also applicable in relationships. Yeah. Also, I mean, you really and we talk about this a lot. Um, I think that you just truly once I accepted that I cannot change anyone, and also that nothing or pretty much nothing another person does is about me. People are are generally very selfish. Everything we do really is about ourselves. It's not about the other person. So when I'm mad at Tom about something really dumb, it's usually because I'm feeling hurt by something or insecure about something. I don't always agree with that. Sometimes Tom is just fucking being an asshole. Like Simon's being an asshole. Tommy's being an asshole. Sometimes they're being assholes and it's not about us. Well, no, but that's about them. Maybe Tom sometimes is, is mean about something, but I it doesn't have anything to do with me. It's because he's tired or something. Oh, yeah. I'm saying yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. about, like mm-hmm, when I'm mad right. at Tom, it's about me. It's not about him. Mm-hmm. And like Josh, yeah. our couple therapist is always reminding us and saying like, you don't understand how much easier it's going to get when you realize you are on the same side. That mm. if Simon has a bad day and you want to point it out, that doesn't help you. You're the same team. It's not right. you guys against each other. You don't gain anything by pointing out yeah. that he's wrong about something and you're right. As soon as you pretend like you're on opposite sides, you lose. You have to remember that you're actually a part of the same thing. You're on the same team. Interesting. You also have to let people- Josh is so profound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I wish he was my therapist. He's amazing. You also have to let people, you know, do things the way they do them. Like, I think mm. you would have a hard time if you were in a relationship with Tom, for example. Tom is British. They don't talk about things. They don't handle things emotionally the same way we do. We are talkers. We're very open. And I've had to accept with Tom, that's just how he processes things. Yeah, he doesn't want to- And that's like Tommy too. Yeah, he doesn't want to get emotional. He doesn't want to talk about things. If something is on his mind, he's going to process it the way he's going to process it. I would it. not do well with that. Yeah, you wouldn't do well with that. And I tried to- to change that also. And it caused a lot of unnecessary arguments. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I stopped doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, but Simon and I have had to deal with that because we come from, we all three of us married people who came from really different cultures. Oh my God. All, none Probably of them have American the parents. <laughs> you maybe the most, but like Russian Jewish culture is very different than how we grew up. It's very, it's way more conventional. We're really unconventional. We really have struggled with just letting each other be who they are, not who we want them to be. Simon processes things very differently than I do, even though he's a much better communicator than maybe Tom is. Simon's an amazing He's a very, very good communicator. But he still wants me to be, like Simon's much more sentimental than I am. And he wants me to be sentimental the way that he is. And I want him to be sentimental the way that I want him to be. And like, we have to learn to let each other be who we are. Yeah. And honestly, once you do that, and I really do feel like Tom and I have achieved that, it, it, it you're going to feel easier. different all day, every day. Mm-hmm. It's truly such a game changer. Yeah. And then you can be partners and on this team that Josh talks about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but don't you think there are some things it's like okay to try to change? Like there are certain <laughs> things where it's like, you, or well, no. yes, if someone has like, you know, behavioral issues or like addiction issues or Things like, oh, yeah. Even addiction, you can't change someone. Only that person can change themselves. But it's like, okay, the situation where maybe my friends want to come over 
Um, and they're like, oh, I want to come over and hang with you and Simon tonight. And I'm like, oh, that sounds so fun. We're free. And then I'm like, hey, Simon. And he's like, no, I want to be alone tonight. I want to do my own thing. So you just do a girl's night. And I immediately be like, what do you mean? Like my friends want to spend time with you. They want to be with us together. Like, oh no, that's something you got. This let is go. my dream. My whole life to have my friends want to hang out with my husband and us all be together. Mm-hmm. But like, I have to respect that he wants to be alone. Yeah, and you don't know what his day was. You don't know how exhausted no. he is or how much he needs to sleep or how he needs mm-hmm. like for his mental health to just watch a show. I think that's a great example of like, you got to go like, okay. Because mm-hmm. guess what? If you force him to do it, he's not going to be the best version of himself with your mm-hmm. friends. He's going to resent you. It's not worth it. Yeah, like I get really stuck in my idea, I think because for so long, I never had a partner that was incorporated in my life. Mm -hmm. And now having a partner who's incorporated in my life with my friends and family, I get so excited that he gets along with everybody and that people want to be with us together as a couple, that when someone's excited to do that, and then Simon's like a a normal guy who just like wants to do his own thing that night and like wants to be selfish. It's really hard for me to accept that. Right, this is a great not example of that's way. your issue. Why should he have to suffer? Mm-hmm. Because you had mm-hmm. shitty really, you picked dumb people. I don't mean selfish people. in a bad way. I mean like having a boundary for himself. Right. Okay, so cereals are a big thing in my house. Cereals are, the mornings are hectic as hell. And all these people, you know, making gourmet meals in the morning, like who has time for that? So we are a big cereal house. There are so many great cereals now where you can, they are healthy, We are here to talk about Catalina Crunch. By the way, I've tried this stuff. It is very, very good. It is absolutely delicious. Most zero sugar foods do not taste delicious. Disgusting. It are so are so terrible. But Catalina Crunch really, really, truly nailed it. It is zero sugar. It is low carb. It is keto friendly. Plus, it packs a ton of uh, plant based protein. Eleven grams of plant based protein and nine grams of fiber. Per it's serving. really crazy how a lot of these cereals that we think are healthy have so much sugar in them. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot start your day with that kind of sugar. So to find a cereal that is zero sugar but also tastes good, and I love their cinnamon toast uh, flavor, which reminds me of a cereal I grew up with and it's very nostalgic and theirs is gluten-free, grain-free, non-GMO, only real clean ingredients, nothing artificial. It's just, you got to try it. It's great for kids. So see why Catalina Crunch cereal is the fastest growing cereal brand in America. Go to catalinacrunch.com slash foster for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That is catalinacrunch.com slash foster. Not sure which flavor to start with? Try a variety pack and check out their delicious cookies and snack mixes while you're at it. Again, that is catalinacrunch.com slash foster for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Each and every... You just you even sound need diff- us? You sound different when you talk about it. Because it's just very soothing. It makes me think of how great I smell. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing the rose flavor. I did Pilates this morning, if you can't tell by looking at me, and I smell like roses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Smell like roses. I can't smell you from here, but you don't look smelly. Um, the truth is we are not judgmental of people's lifestyle choices. But um, if you yes, are, we are using... Yeah, we are. Yeah, we actually are. But yes. if you are using a deodorant that is not clean... You're really making a big mistake. Mm-hmm. So you're judging. Yeah. Yeah, I'm judging too. Mm-hmm. Uh, each and every is a really great option for a natural deodorant. It really works. They have fantastic, amazing scents. They have lavender and lemon, coconut and lime, cannabis and green tea. Um, Guys, my, my favorite is the rose also. It just, it, it, it fights your odor. It just, it takes your BO away. It's also very simple, safe ingredients that are great on your skin, like coconut oil and dead sea salt. It's also very reasonably priced. So mm-hmm. it's really, I think there are, are a lot of options out there on the market for clean deodorants, but it's hard to find one 
that works. So we know that you're going to love each and every. I'm a major each and every customer. Right. I buy it. I've done ads with them before okay, so why don't the you, podcast. You, why don't you give us the call to action? We are giving you 30% off. Just try it. Try being a little healthier. Use our promo code FOSTER at eachandevery.com slash foster and get those glands healthy, you know? Okay, you did not do a good job with the call to action. You just skipped over a lot of details, okay? Go to eachandevery.com slash foster and use the promo code foster. That is 30% off with the promo code foster at eachandevery.com slash foster. I said that. What What is the dumbest fight we've ever gotten into? Like over a shirt or something? (laughs) I mean, in the last two years, it's definitely been something relating to like stitching on a jacket or something. That was a big one. Oh, yeah. In Favorite Daughter, we, we fight over a lot of dumb shit. Oh, yeah. The City Blazer, that's very popular. We got into it. We all fought over the top stitch on mm-hmm. the City Blazer. Yeah, and you guys were wrong. I still don't think I was. Oh, really? Mm. Interesting. Wait, it came out with no top stitch? It came out with top stitch. With top stitch. With top stitch. Yeah. Okay. And we some of us believe that, that that cheapened the look, and some of us believe that it elevated the look. Mm-hmm. I don't remember having a clear position on it. I don't think you cared. You just do whatever Jordan says. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably true. Jordan said it's cheap, so I thought it was chic. Yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, at Favorite Daughter, I tend to like gravitate towards Jordan's instincts because she's worked in fashion and I trust her instincts. And I'm like, oh, you have good style. Like you must know. It's not like a, you know, random person standing in the room. A lot of people going back to styling, a lot of people, this is going to surprise you, ask me about socks. Ooh, you have good sock game. Should I talk about that for a minute? Yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. Sarah's not loving that topic. No, do but it. That's I get yeah. asked about socks every single day. Tell us about socks. So I hate ankle socks. Me too. Yeah, I really, really don't like it when, when you can see- used to love them though. They used, used to be to. so convenient. Yeah. We wear a pair of supergas. You need a little, change. a little toe sock. I will still wear a sock sometimes. Sometimes a look calls for a no sock look, right? Like mm-hmm. when I, Junie's birthday party, when I wore that short Reformation dress and yep. my New Balance sneakers, mm-hmm. uh, that was a no sock look. I was probably wearing a sock though. You just couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. But I am a fan of no ankle showing with jeans. I really mm-hmm. don't like it when you when people wear jeans and they show their ankles. It really bugs me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I buy my socks from Aritzia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout the, out to Aritzia. The everyday crew sock. Aritzia. So you're more of a fan of a white athletic sock than you are like a fun sock. I like a, well, fun like Like a sock that has, that has pizzas on it. I would, I don't think I'd wear that. Oh, okay. I mean- more power to you, I guess. Okay. But, um, I also, and then people say, well, what do you wear if you're going to wear shorts or a dress? I would either wear like a short crew sock, like mm-hmm. a three inch mm-hmm. crew sock mm-hmm. um, or just no socks. Whoa. Sweaty feet? That's mm. disgusting. No, you were, or like a little no petty socks sock that you just disgusting. can't see. Mm. It's not. Only oh. if you have sweaty feet. But- I really don't like bare ankles. Okay, that's a good tip. Sneakers. And that look is trending and I'm really into that look because I do not like my calves showing either. I'm really pale and I don't like it. It's yeah. really ugly when I think girls can get away with it because they have like pretty legs. But when guys wear tennis shoes with no socks, that's a terrible Oh, look. you don't watch The Bachelor, but this is like a thing on The Bachelor that oh, all the men terrible. wear ped socks. Like they terrible. all show their ankles and then wear like their pants rolled up or like skinny and you tuxedo can see pants. you sock? It's you so see hot no when, a man's, when a man's sock, like the tennis players, yes. they wear them up yes. there and it's so good. Yeah, it you is. know what? I didn't even think about this. But when I first met Simon working out at the gym, Pets. he would always, no, he oh. would always wear like black socks that were up on his calves. Oh, yeah. And I always thought it was so cute. A man should yeah. wear a sock up the calf. Wear a full sock. Guys, I've, Charles, if Charles is listening, Charles Torch, <laughs> 
Charles and I have been fighting over this for a fucking decade. Is he wearing he wears, <laughs> he wears, no socks. Pet, he wears pet socks and it kills me. And I'm like, but he doesn't wear shorts with sneakers. You are a man with a very powerful job. You cannot wear a pet sock. Mm-hmm. I know he's listening right now. And for Christmas, I we never get each other Christmas presents, but I got him a bunch of socks for Christmas, and I'm hoping that he's been wearing them. Yeah, well, he probably, posted about it. They're probably at Goodwill. No, he did. He I think he posted about them. I got him mm-hmm. nice. No, ones. a man cannot wear a pet. No, no, under no circumstances. You should. There's literally like videos dedicated to this on the Bachelor. Oh, the that's men, more important than me sharing women's. The uh, men never wear socks. socks Jordan, do you have a look you're most proud of? A look? It's a question. Oh, like a celebrity look or your own? I don't know. Mm, I don't know if I have a look of my own that I'm most proud of. Okay, give us a celeb. Give us a celeb look. Honestly, I had some really great moments with Ashley Graham that mm-hmm. I'm very proud of. Also, like a neon Aldridge. outfit she wore that was really cool once. A neon outfit you put her in. Oh yeah, that was cool. I feel like Lily Aldridge always looked good. Yeah, I mean she looks good in a paper bag. Mm-hmm. Um, what when I was styling Lily though, I was um, assisting Meredith and Val, so I can't take full credit for those. Mm-hmm. Way to stay humble, Jordan. Well, it's true. Um, with Ashley, though, she was always down to try things. Ashley is one of the most confident people I've ever come across, and that made it very fun to style her because mm-hmm. she would just always be down to try things, even if she'd look at it on the hanger and be like, okay, that is so ugly on the hanger, or that's never going to look good on me, or whatever she would say, but she was always willing to try it on. Um, Respect. And <sighs> I dressed her for the Oscars once. That's I think, cool. And like, I don't know what year, 2019. Oh, yeah, when she maybe? had her hair back, right? The she bun, had her back the low and she bun. wore a white custom Zach Posen oh, it dress. Was sick. And uh, Martin Katz jewelry with the, like, we like layered some diamond necklaces oh, yeah. and she, some earrings. It was just that's like That's when she so, hosted the AB. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It was just so clean and mm-hmm. simple and it was different for her. And she was. I agree. That's totally down to, to go in that direction. And it's just really nice when someone lets you, you know, have a vision for them and then create it with mm-hmm. them. Okay, let's get some to some quick fashion advice questions. Why don't you decide? Why don't you look at the list and see if there's any question you're gravitating to? Yeah, but I do think the first one is interesting to me because it says advice on handbags. Bridge Adi- Bri- Bridge Bridget Addison is asking advice on handbags, and something I like about your style because it it appeals to me is you don't really seem to care about handbags like most fashion girls, which is so much more accessible for most people because the they're way, really great, expensive. You know what people should use? I'm not being paid for this, but Vivrel. It's amazing. Yeah, you actually, it is. This it company, is. You actually are being paid to say that. No, but not, I don't, I don't have to talk about <laughs> Not right this second. No, I don't, I don't have to talk about it on the podcast. It's just the coolest thing ever. We are not people that spend tons of money on handbags, but mm-hmm. we want to have the newest, coolest person. I'm never going to go buy some neon Bottega bag. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna, I honestly don't care about having the newest, coolest bag. But that's fun to wear bag. for a couple weeks. No, it is a cool system. It's cool. Yeah, I used to love bags, and there are still some classic bags that I would love. The tr- but you don't buy nice bags. Well, bags are very expensive. Yeah, none of us I'm do. not dropping, you know anything over, you know, $200. Yeah, no, bag, neither, but neither are we. We don't buy bags. Uh, the audience should know I'm also very cheap. That's oh my God. A, that's for another It's episode. like Simon's favorite thing about Jordan is how cheap she is. We talked recently about like going to, on a trip, on a trip to Mexico. We we're like, should we all go to Mexico? And Simon was like, oh my God, I can picture it now. Jordan orders the tortillas and the cheese separately so that she can make her own quesadillas to save money. <laughs> no, that's because when we, when we go out to sushi sometimes, I'll order a plate of sashimi and a bowl of rice to and make, make my her own sushi. sushi. To make it cheaper. A plate of sashimi is a lot cheaper than the equivalent of sushi. That's resourceful. It's crazy. She's got two kids. I mean, what the hell? It's really funny. Well, she's Uh, not even buying dinner anyway. It's really funny. Oh, well, that's weird. Um, Okay. 
yeah, look at these fashion advice okay. questions. Um, but and- bags, no, I listen, I I do like bags. I don't spend money on bags. I don't think they're the best investment. I don't think buying spending a lot of money on something that is very, very trendy is a good investment mm-hmm. unless you're gonna sell it, you know, on the real real or something or rent it from Vivrel or whatever. It's Vivrel. Vivrel, sorry. Um, I just don't think that's a good investment. Mm-hmm. So I don't do that. I um if you are gonna get a bag, and I say this to people who ask me about it, I think a camera style bag. That's like what your leatherology, just mm-hmm. rectangular oh, I bag, love is. That bag. I think that's a very good style of bag to go with. It holds a lot of stuff. It is day to night, day to night. It's big enough, small enough. I think it's a good style. I have a, I have two nice ones. Tom has bought me a few nice handbags, um, and they. Well, who makes them? Uh, one of them is Gucci. I've heard of it. Uh-huh. One of them is Saint Laurent, mm, an up and coming brand. Uh, if you do have a little money to spend and you want to buy like a classic purse that will get you through everything, the Celine Tri, it's not the Trifold bag. I don't know what it is. The, the three zipper little purse uh-huh. is a great bag. It's so confusing to me because I like, can't figure out what compartment's in what. Oh. Stuff's in which compartment, but I don't have that bag. I don't think most people have um, that. Favorite daughter makes a great canvas tote that Valentina takes. It's her school bag. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's a fab um, bag. Okay, let's look at some of these. Which page are you on? This is it. It's right here. It's like the second page. Fashion okay. advice questions. Um, staple pieces for every occasion. I think we talked about this last time. Uh, it's obvious. Everyone needs a good white t-shirt, a good blazer. I say black blazer. A good pair of trousers. A good pair of rigid jeans, non-stretchy jeans. Um, Why? Why rigid? Because they're classic. They're not like necessarily hitting a trend or not hitting a trend. I think you could wear them all the time. That's like a classic like Levi's style, you mean? Yeah, I think they're just never going anywhere. And I think they're flattering. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I wouldn't recommend a stretchy skinny jean as mm-hmm. a staple. Mm. Um, what else should you always have? Uh, jewelry. I think having like two... Gold hoops? I think having hoops. I like small hoops. I wear the Jennifer Fisher uh, gold. I think they're the Lily hoops pretty much every single day of my life. I have them in silver also. I think that... Uh, a few accessories can make a huge difference to an outfit. Like yesterday I was wearing that white man shirt, but like all of my jewelry mm-hmm. and it was a pretty simple outfit, but I think that the jewelry pulls it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a big fan of layering necklaces, as you can tell. They're always tangled though. It's they like are really tangled, crazy to me. I like it. So they're all It tangled. is weird that you I like know. the tangle. How does that, how does it, it's, they come apart it. easily. Honestly, when I, when I undo them and take them apart, they do come apart easily, but I like that look. I like like a layered, Messy necklaces. Messy look. Okay. Somehow it feels put together. Um, help with sneakers to buy, please. Uh, that's from Bridget Addison. I, I post about this a lot and I'm trying really hard to do um, a highlight reel of sneaker advice. I think I um, outlined like the seven or eight most important sneakers I think everyone should have. So look on my Instagram for that. Mm-hmm. This sneaker talk is super boring. People really people like it. People are really interested in it. Yes. People really like it. People what? are really interested because sneakers are intimidating to people. What do you mean intimidating? Because there's very like cool and uncool sneakers to wear and you have to be like of the moment. And then also it's a great way to elevate an outfit without like wearing a high heel or trying too hard. It like makes your whole, I mean, you could just wear jeans and a t-shirt and it becomes cool with good sneakers. Well, there is it. a sneaker These culture. These Nikes you wear, you cannot wear those fancy. I get them. I get so many compliments. Listen, there it's intimidating because there is a sneaker culture right. that we are not a part of. No. Mm-hmm. We know nothing about, we are not part of it and we're not going to be part of it. So people don't know how to 
you know, dip their toe in. How to dip their no toe in. I love my Alexander McQueen sneakers. Those are the best. I was going to say, you love a, a flat form McQueen sneaker. I love a McQueen sneaker. I invested in those. I love those. I've those. I've been wearing those regularly for like four years. I love my Hoka's. You listen, you're more of a loafer gal. I love my Hoka's and I love my just, I've had the same pair of Nikes for, I swear to God, you guys, eight years. Yeah, you're like a Vans, Converse. Mm-hmm. You just, it's just not your thing and that's mm-hmm. fine. But it is an no. easy way to make an outfit look cool or put together. You just Special. wear a t-shirt, jeans, mm-hmm. some socks. And, and like I like it because then like Nike. guys tell me that my, my kicks are cool. Mm-hmm. I like Ooh. it. Nobody calls them kicks. Oh, okay. Sneaks. It is intimidating. There's tens of thousands of options. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very Jordan fine Jordan does have a good between. hack. She buys kids' shoes that oh, fit that's women. Good, well, mm-hmm. because you've got little feet. No, I actually don't have little feet. She's I'm eight an, and a half. I'm an Wait, eight, eight and a half. How do you buy kids? Because kids go up to like teenage boy sizes. Mm-hmm. So I'm an Are eight. Are they that much cheaper? Yeah. Off, well, often because I'm buying shoes on StockX and things like that, resale. So the kids are cheap. The kids are cheap. Oh, that is a good hack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wait, what would you be? Okay. So if I'm a forty, I'm a I'm a ten. What so would you I be? An eight boys. An eight mans. Will you be an eight, eight mans? I honestly don't know what you would be boys. Well, I'll say what I am. I am an eight women's. Mm-hmm. I'm a six men's, and I am a six and a half youth. Interesting. Okay, but so I then always I recommend. Would be, I'd be a seven and a half youth. Which but how do you make? figure that out? What? How do you go six? Well, she boys? just told you. You're no, a, but why would you be a six in men's and a six and a half in youth? I always recommend to people if they're going to buy youth, go to a store and try them on first mm. because I kind of just figured out that's my size. And I could probably be a six sometimes. Is it like one of those situations where when you try to order off the kids' menu, they're like, mm, sorry, that's just for kids. Like, we won't mm, give you that no. idea. No. No. Right. You get whatever you want. Yeah. Wow. Right. I don't care. I'm trying them on for my son. You guys are, I mean, our feet I guess are the same size. Shoe stores don't love it when you go in there just to try shoes on and not buy them. But, right. But I do think you should know your size because a lot of these sites, you can't make returns. So right. once you buy it, it's Can you yours. not make returns on StockX? No. You just have to resell it. <gasps> Whoa. So you got to know returns what you want. Returns suck. All right. But keep going down Honestly, the line. you can resell easily. It's it's easy. Um, I love pages. Jordy. She's so chic. There's three pages. Thank Ooh. you. Keep looking. What about plus size tips? Plus size is not a a fair even name for something. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just girls who are, you know, above the the most common size range and bodies are so different mm-hmm. um, in every size. So I don't really have an answer for just plus size in general. Um, like it's more common to say like, what about short torso or round yeah, midsection exactly. really or broad shoulders? What your, what your body is. Like when people write me on Instagram, they say, help me, I'm, you know, what's your advice for whatever, what to wear to this thing. And I'm a size 16. I'm like, can you just send me a picture of your body or like explain to me like which areas of your body you like or don't like or want to show off or don't want to show off. It's all about just dressing for your body, whatever that is. I mean, I am a small size and I'm, you know, considered thin, but I still have, I don't like showing my arms Mm -hmm. and things like that. Like we all have certain things about our body that we need to dress for. What about tips for short girls? Isn't that one of the questions? Um, like how to like a hack right does it say that short girl hacks short girl hacks again that's about your body because i'm considered short but i have very long legs so i don't appear short mm-hmm. and i can wear um you know high-waisted long jeans and whereas another short girl couldn't do that so again it's it's on your body type but there's give us one <laughs> well there's rules of threes like there are all these rules to dressing and there's lots of videos on on YouTube and Instagram where you can look at them. I don't have any of them, but you should look at them. What are the rules of threes? The rules of threes are like, if you're going to wear something um, boxy on the top, you need to have something that pulls it together in the middle. 
and then wear something boxy on the bottom. Or if you're going to wear something like a flowy skirt on the bottom, you need to have something more fitted on the top. Or if you're going to wear boxy boxy, you need to have a belt belt to break it up. Is that like, threes? Oh, because like your top, your middle, and your bottom? Yeah. You have to like, see a shape that goes in and out. Basically. There are there are all these um, like rules and, and formulas you can follow that well, are very helpful. You always say short girls should wear short dresses. I think they should. I think that that makes girls feel taller. However, a short a lot girl of short with girls, a long skirt to the floor makes you look shorter, Yeah, right? I would never wear a long skirt to the floor, ever. Right. That being said, if I was a short girl that had a very long torso, I maybe, might do that. Maybe you would, right? But I'm a short girl with a very short torso, so I won't do that. Mm-hmm. So again, it, it depends on your body. It's not short or tall or, you know, plus size or smaller size. I think we all have short torsos. If you, want, like, you don't have a short torso. Can, yeah. You can't be a part of this conversation, yeah, Sarah. you're out. How do you fall in love with fashion again after a change in your body, like COVID weight? I've experienced this with having two children. I will say after having auto, I did bounce back pretty easily. So it didn't happen after that. But after having Junie, it's very braggy. Well, it's just true. After having Junie though, it took me probably a year and a half to be comfortable again in clothes. And during that time, I really didn't enjoy fashion. We were starting favorite daughter and I didn't want to wear anything. I didn't want to try anything on. I did not enjoy getting dressed every morning. It was like a, you remember I was going to the gym with you all the time. Mm-hmm. And every day I'd just be like, I just can't shift this weight. It's just not going anywhere. And you I'm doing great, everything. You didn't feel great. I didn't feel great. I didn't feel like myself because mm-hmm. my body was not the body I had known for so long. Your body, the whole concept of like your body goes back, it doesn't fucking go back. It changes and it can get better and it can get, but it doesn't go back and it's not supposed to. It's not the same. Like, it's just not the same. It doesn't mean that it can't be great and mm-hmm. that it can't be even better than before kids, but it doesn't go back. Well, I got a little tricked with auto and I think my body didn't change with auto because I had a C-section because he never dropped down. Mm-hmm. So I think I said this to you the other day, my hips never opened up. My body didn't change. But yes, with Junie, I, I think when you don't feel good about yourself, you're mm-hmm. not going to feel good and close. There's no. just, there's no way around that. So I think there's there's no hack there other than you need to focus more on feeling good about your body and feeling good about yourself. And then, you know, you're going to start feeling good and close again. Mm-hmm. There is really no secret though to like, it's, you know, we're now in this territory where you kind of like can't say anymore, like guys, diet and exercise, diet and ex- just, we can say it. What? Oh, I was just scared when you say that. But that, but that is crazy that we're, it's like scary to say diet and exercise. There's no, like, it's just true. Like, you can't eat bonbons and French fries all day and not work out and expect to feel good in your body. Like it doesn't work like that. Listen, in general, you know, being unhealthy, which is eating unhealthy and not exercising, being stagnant and not taking care of yourself in general, you just don't feel as good. Like you, you if you yeah, live your no. life clean, I'm not eating gluten right now. I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm not drinking coffee. And I feel like a different person. And like I lost like 10 pounds when I stopped drinking and it was clearly just inflammation. And the feeling of that lack of inflammation in my body, I just feel so much better. And when we say diet though, it doesn't mean people I think now it's like associate dieting with With like- not eating. With not eating. Dieting is just- Eating healthier. By the way, a huge part of dieting is eating more, but -hmm. eating more of the right things. I definitely did not lose my Juni weight any other way. You saw me. Right. You had to eat healthy and you had had to to really change my diet um, Mm -hmm. and exercise, which was really hard. But I was was not happy. I really was not happy in my body. So I had no choice, really. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't really know. I didn't know you felt that way. Like, yeah, I, didn't know it was I like, was. 
I was affecting pretty, you that much. I was pretty I open knew. about she it. She never at the wanted gym. to try club. We were like, Joe, she's yeah. like, I'm not trying this on. I really didn't feel yeah, like myself. True. I really just having a baby's gnarly. Yeah, it was a lot, and I I wasn't expecting it because it hadn't happened with. And with the also. second's gnarlier. The second is a whole other. Like I had V at 29, and it was like nothing. I mean, even though I gained 60 pounds, but the second is just different. Um, I'm just listen. It's impossible. Which, by the way, someone asked, "Are you? Do you want a third kid?" It's impossible mm-hmm. to talk about clothes and how things fit without talking about our body confidence and yeah. our body shapes and like dressing for your body and feeling good. And and it is. It should be okay to have the conversation. Like, fuck, I didn't. My body. I didn't feel good in my body after having a baby. A lot of women do feel that way, yeah. and I think that in a positive way, the culture right now is really um, supporting women who it takes time for the body to come back or their body doesn't come back. And like, there's evidence that you've had children, you have stretch marks, you have cellulite, your body has changed, it's evolved. And I do appreciate the culture around, you know, normalizing women's bodies after having babies because we go through so much. I mean, I haven't had a baby, but like women's bodies go through so much and then everybody just like is so mad at them for not looking amazing 10 minutes later. And so I'm so happy that there is acceptance around that. That being said, it's also okay to have the conversation of how to feel best in your body by working on your body and getting it to a place that, you know, is its healthiest. Yeah. I know what what makes me feel good about my body and that's being the size I've always been. Mm -hmm. With my body has changed. Of course, things fit differently, but I... And as you get older, inevitably your body just changes. Yeah, it's true. But I I just want to feel like myself. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready to... Like a different and sometimes person. we feel like we don't feel like ourselves when we gain weight and we don't feel like ourselves when we lose too much weight. You know, you want to find that happy medium. Where does your body naturally rest when it's healthy? Um, you Sarah, you brought up a third kid that someone asked that. I, I'd love to have six kids, but you know, that's just not the reality of Would my you life. Love to I don't have think six kids. Yeah, like I loved being pregnant. Oh my god. I I didn't know you'd want to have six kids. I like that. Well, that's I'm cool. not gonna have six kids. I no, but I didn't realize that you would think three. that. But if my life were different, if I lived in a, you know, house with a ton of land, yeah, at a farm in England, basically. Um, I love my kids so much. And every day I look at them getting bigger and I'm like, this is like, this is not that this is it, but like, there's no more babies or Mm -hmm. there's no more. And by the way, I'm traumatized (laughs) by, by having sleep trained my two kids. By the way, you have five more years. Realistically, you're 36. So realistically, you don't have to make that decision now, but- it is like, it is, there is something so beautiful too, though, about being okay with your kids getting older. Yeah. And because I think it's just as you get older, you start going like, oh God, you're getting closer and closer to the idea that like, you can't have more. Well, so then that fucks with you. The main, well, there's two things here. One, Tom and I all the time when we consider a third and we don't have like serious conversations about it, but we always say to each other, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Like we're so close to our kids being at an age where we can all go out to a restaurant and it's not an absolute shit show or we can go on a vacation. You're not that and- close. Josie's <sighs> six, can't take her to a restaurant. <laughs> well, we can take Otto. Like I could take Otto out for a lunch date and he's lovely to spend time with. But if we bring Junie also, it's a hellish experience. Yeah. So we just feel like we're very close, maybe a year or two away but if we have another baby, I mean, that's Jesus. We're not close at all then. And then yeah. someone asked also about my fertility journey. I honestly don't have a fertility journey. I got pregnant with both my kids pretty easily. But funnily enough, I recently checked on my fertility and it's going downhill faster than it should be at yeah. my age. Guess when it goes downhill? At like 32. Well, it's mine was fine at 32 still. I got pregnant with Junie, I think at 30. 
33 or 34. Um, but yeah, oddly, after 35, I guess, my fertility has just really taken, Aaron a, and I taken about a plummet. Aaron and I talk about all the time. It's in your late 20s, early 30s, just get a baseline. Just find out where yeah, you're I at. I wish I had done that. Just find out where you're at. Style advice for a date night? Hmm. Um, Harsh turn? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> um, style advice for date night. I don't go on many dates, <laughs> but... Um, Wait, that is interesting. Do you not go on dates ever? We go... We make a point every now and then, yeah, to go to dinner, just the two of us, but I don't really like dressing for it. I haven't been on a date in so long. I, and I never, ever, I don't think I've actually ever been on a date. Like, aside from with a boyfriend. Like, I've never been on an actual date. Oh, well, date. that's a different conversation. I don't think that's you Aaron's territory. Yeah, What's it like going on dates? Um, well, we were there for Depends. Her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> depends on. Um, Seems awful. Depends on the person, but I would say I don't miss dating. Um, but my go-to date outfit was always wearing like. My high, shirt. Yeah. Well, it was high-waisted black skinny jeans with boots mm-hmm. and a cute belt tucked with a um, like a little blouse tucked in like a like a kind of like a translucent navy or black like button up like blouse that's mm-hmm. kind of sexy but like conservative you know tucked in um, so it always felt like I wasn't trying too hard mm-hmm. you could see a little hint of a bra underneath yeah a sheer little top is always a great thing to yeah. wear to not feel like you're stay trying too hard stay tuned for favorite but... daughter putting those out yeah a sheer little top with um, good jeans and a belt yeah yeah I'm not a big belt I person I do not but... believe in the like little black dress on a date I think that's really weird to wear a little black dress on a first date yeah it feels fancy yeah you wear jeans you should keep it casual I know but you guys were casual a lot of girls like Simon would love for you to wear a little black dress that's like, true like I think we are just, I don't know why, because we had a mom who was always so put together. And so like, she used to cringe when she would drop me off at the airport with my look. She'd be mm-hmm. like, God, Sarah, just the way, fact that you go out in public like this is just so embarrassing for yourself. Like we had a mom that was so put together and we're not, we're just not like that. Yeah, that's, that's true. probably why we're not like I that. guess, oh. Right? Yeah, but she didn't like shame us when we were kids. It was more like as adults. We've always, we've always not been the girls that are like, dresses and rolling our hair and makeup and like we've never been like that okay well listen guys i would say that this was this was fun i don't know if we had low energy because it was like friday end of the day Mm -hmm. but you know i would have loved a little more lols together as sisters okay um well you guys are like kind of serious i feel like i'm bringing the most lightness oh Mm. i wasn't trying to be serious was i being serious i don't know you guys you have sort of low energy i do have low energy that's why i was starting to think like did i bring low energy into the convo did you have like some magnesium before the i think i'm just tired like just regular and jordan gets a little serious jordan has like stage like you're 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 like a little serious which i get honestly the things that people gravitated towards from the last one were kind of more serious things Mm -hmm. and someone writing me about like what's my daily routine? I don't think that's interesting to talk about mm-hmm. at all. I don't think anyone actually okay, cares Do we have any that. light or fun questions here? I or mean, wait. the fashion ones are pretty light. I know, they're just boring. Hmm. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I just mean like, the no, I don't, no, I don't mean that. I just mean, oh, you know. Oh, Sarah. Some of them were just kind of boring. Uh, oh, wait, there was one question about Why did you leave home would... so young? Just kidding. <laughs> what did you say? I was like, let's keep it light. Why did you leave home so young? Wait, someone, <laughs> and I said, just kidding. Someone asked a funny question that we actually talked about last night. Um, Which sister who, would you choose to survive 24 hours on an island in the middle of nowhere and why? Okay, like between the two of you, which one would, would I survive? choose? I think Sarah. I think Sarah too. Yeah, Tell us Sarah. why. Uh, I'm you're, more fragile. Yeah, you're resourceful, Sarah. You're, you've, you're strong. 
both physically. She'd have someone flying in on a private jet in 12 hours. <laughs> 12, like three. I think out of the three of us also, it's you. That's yeah. so interesting because when we said that, I thought about it and I could actually see Aaron being like, I actually saw on The Bachelor, like I know how to spear a fish. Like I actually know how to spear a fish. And I could see, and I could see Aaron being like, and I, I did see this one, like you can rub, like this is how you can start a fight. I think I would panic. So I appreciate you saying mm-hmm. me, but I panic now. I'm turning into mom and Mimi Nana. Mm-hmm. I panic. You don't really panic. No, I, I don't see you panic. like you panic like anything that happens today when the freaking matchas were spilling. You were like a mess over. You're like, ah, it's over. What do I do? And I was like, in Sarah, all fairness, we are in my home. But I was like, just with hand my it to me. rugs. But I don't freak out over things like that. You're right. I'm taking the note of what you said. You do. You are a freaker outer. You don't outer. give a fuck about my rugs. You, you are don't care a freaker about my rugs. Erin also doesn't give a fuck about her rugs. I don't. You don't freak out about that stuff. Every time I spill something at your house, you're like, "It's fine. It's just stuff." Yeah, it's I don't fine. care about that stuff. Okay, well, no. I have one. I have one stain. The most expensive <laughs> thing in this house is a rug. Okay, I couldn't afford it ten years ago, but I splurge. I bought this rug. I have an eleven year old and a fucking six year old who were both born in this house, who've lived in this house for ten years. No stains anywhere. One stain, and it's her. I believe Aaron. That. The biggest stain on this is it rug, coffee. Not through. Yeah. I, I raised. I raised toddlers. I raised <laughs> pukey newborns. I raised and annoying little stuff. And Aaron is the only one that. Created I'm a messy stain. person. You are. I spill things often, but I'm not a freaker outer. Remember when Josie got stung by a bee? I mean, it you you freak out. That like, was a wild experience. That was a crazy experience. Oh my god, were you here for that? Mm-hmm. that it was, was crazy. That like really turned. It, it didn't need to turn was, the way that it turned. I thought someone had been shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I really thought something horrific had happened. Did you hear a gunshot? <laughs> no, but I mean the reaction, Your reaction was to it was as if someone had been murdered. It's pretty crazy. You should work on it because it makes your kids like bees a freaker outer. And it's because you're a freaker outer. You got to like calm the energy, you know? But can't you see Sarah like climbing a coconut tree and like grabbing <laughs> coconuts at the top? Like she's so physically strong. <gasps> All I know is that with V, like if V- I'll be right back. <laughs> I just know that if V like steps on a piece of glass or something, she always goes, auntie, auntie, what do I do? Because she knows if she goes to you, you freak out. Oh, you oh I know. I'm like True. the one who's like, you want to know when okay. you panic? Oh God, what? Oh, in an elevator. Well, I wasn't going to bring that up. That's oh, okay. insensitive. Um, when auto falls. <gasps> it's so true. When it's kids hurt true. themselves like She's that. She's exactly, I guess, for Sarah's kids. I don't know if I do it. Well, I haven't been with Sarah's. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I do freak out when auto falls. Yes. We were on a walk last <laughs> summer and auto started running ahead of us. And Aaron started to freak out because he started running. And he, he was, was walk- running on a sidewalk going downhill. Yeah. And he was two or three at the time, so pretty young. And she was like, auto, auto, stop, 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 stop. And then he obviously tripped on something, fell and smashed his face on the ground. Face first on the concrete. And I- And Erin ran, she literally ran away. I went in the other direction. Yeah. She ran in the other direction. I I, I get that. I couldn't handle it. I was like so scared to see what his face looked like Mm -hmm. when he picked his head up. Yeah, because you just don't know. Is it going to be blood everywhere? Oh my God. I was like, I have like a broken nose or teeth broken out. I was so scared. It happened again in Palm Springs when he was running and he fell on the step. Yeah. And I I looked away. I mean, he, Mm -hmm. he went- he planted face first on like on like uh, steps. Yeah, the edge of the step. Oh my god! I know it is about scary. It now it really like upsets me. I know that's true. That is when I freak you do out. have that moment where you just have to say, "Get up, get up! Let me see your face! Let me see your face! Oh, Let me see your god. face! Open your mouth!" Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Yeah. So you do panic. All right, I'm a panicker. I guess sometimes. Okay, guys, this was great. Um, Jordan, it was really good to have you back. Um, thank you. People, you know, always ask about you. People are really curious to hear about you and love your stories. I hope that um we touched on you're the some missing of the piece of the uh, of our little tripod puzzle. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to be part of it. Here you are in all your glory. Any last thoughts, words, parting words? 
Um, no, just life gets a lot better as you get older. Mm. Oh. Okay. We will look forward to it. We're older than you, but we'll look forward to it. That is well, a imagine great... how good my life will be when I'm as old as you. Oh, my God. <laughs> in those three years, it's going to be different. Oh. Guys, we're fucking old, dude. Crazy. All three of us are officially fucking old. Okay, well that's all right. And on that, yeah. <laughs> and on that, no. just lost half your listeners. Bye, uh, oh yeah, uh, Allison. Delete that last part. Delete that. <laughs> last keep it part. in, Allison. We keep like it in. Stay keep youthful. It, keep it in. The world. Okay, bye, bye. If you like this podcast, leave a rating and review. This podcast is executive produced by... Can you not use that voice? I'm sorry, I'm trying to sound... Yeah, but you don't need to make it sexy. This podcast is executive produced by... Do you have a normal voice? Yeah. Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster, and Allison Bresnick. Okay, I'll take over. Our Our associate producer is Montana McBearney. Our audio engineer is Josh Windish. This show is hosted by Simplecast. See, that didn't sound nice. That sounded great.